Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Old Soul Podcast. My name is Bree. That's spelled B-R-E-I. Thank you so much. Today's podcast is going to be a commentary about the film All Dogs Go to Heaven. It was released in the year of 1989, rated G, and has a runtime of an hour and 24 minutes. Just to give some backstory over why I'm randomly talking about All Dogs Go to Heaven, <laughs> even though I feel like most of my commentary videos are pretty at random, and I suppose if you were to describe my podcast, besides talking about the fact that I do commentary, review, summary, discussion videos about film and some other forms of media occasionally, it would be really hard to pinpoint what genre I do, which is intentional. I don't really want to put myself in a box. But the main reason why I am talking about All Dogs Go to Heaven is because I remember watching this film so much as a child when I was in Latchkey. So if you know what Latchkey is, it's sort of like an after school. Uh, they watch you because your parents get out of work late or whatever and you do other like activities. But one of the activities was the teachers would roll in like the big TV and then you would watch All Dogs Go to Heaven or I think another movie was like the Goofy movie or something like that. But I distinctively remember watching this film several times and really liking it. And so I was like, I want to watch it as an adult and see if I still like it, which obviously I did because I'm doing a commentary about it. And I will start getting into the details now. A director of this film, there are several directors, so I just want to make sure that I pull that up. Okay. The main director is Don Pluth. Then there's a co-director, Gary Goldman. And then another co-director, uh, co Dan Kunster. Or Kunster? Okay, so an overall summary is that our main character, or one of our main characters, Charlie, is a dog that has recently got out of, like, a jail or some sort of institution that he was put into. He's not a great dog. Uh, in this film, the dogs can talk, you can hear them, like, they're in this sort of world. But I, I believe when they interact with humans, obviously the humans only hear them barking, but we're, we're in their world where they're speaking to each other and we can hear what they're saying. And basically, once Charlie gets out, he goes back to his his home where he has this, like, casino business that he runs with his best friend, Carface. But what he doesn't realize is that Carface has been sort of uh, getting really greedy and trying to kill him. He, he's been planning to get rid of him, and now he's he's ready to kill Charlie. And he does attempt to kill Charlie, and he is successful. And Charlie gets sent to heaven... Hence, all dogs go to heaven. And the, like, main angel there, she is also a dog. And she says, you know, dogs go to heaven. And, you know, it's kind of hard. She's slipping through the book and she tells Charlie, it's kind of hard to find something good that you did. But I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> but anyway, he's in heaven. And he's realizing he's in heaven and he's dead. And he knows Carface is the one who did it and set him up. And so he's ready to go back and seek revenge, which he does. He gets this sort of clock that he rewinds back and he keeps that on his person. And he's sent back in, um, to Earth where his actual real best friend, Itchy, is grieving him. And then he sees him and that's a, they're reunited or whatever. And at some point... When he's going to snoop on Carface and start planning and plotting his revenge, he sees this young girl named Anne Marie, 
who has been kidnapped by Carface and is being used for because of her abilities or otherwise her gift to be able to hear and communicate uh, with animals, which is not something that humans can usually do. And so he takes Enri, who is an orphan, which is why it was easy for Carface to kidnap her and keep her trapped uh, and use her and exploit her. Charlie takes her in an effort to piss off Carface, but also to exploit her as well. And he treats her nicely. He does whatever she wants so that she will do what he wants. But obviously you can tell that his reasons were not um, good reasons. And so that's basically a summary of All Dogs Go to Heaven um, in terms of plan where we started, where we are, and where we end. Except I'm going to get more into the end. And that's really just like the what happens after Anne-Marie goes away with Charlie. And I think that's like a good portion of the film after Charlie gets uh, to heaven and then gets out of heaven. And something that I was curious about, so IMD IMDB states that Charlie is a canine angel um, and their description when they're summarizing the story, which I always read on IMDB first before I do my quick summary, just kind of see if there are details that I missed because Obviously, there are always details you can miss in films. They're very long, they're very detailed, and they sometimes take years for people to make. So one watch of someone's hard work is really, it's a lot to take in. I've seen it a lot, but I was a child when I saw it, and that's why I wanted to rewatch it. But my thing is, Charlie didn't look like this like translucent being sort of ghost. People could see him, they interacted with him. But you do see at some point throughout the film, well, at some point later in the film, that Charlie has this, like, necklace of a watch. It's like a blue, it's like a blue um, lantern sort of thing. And then there's like a, a, a clock on it that he can open and close, sort of like a locket. And you can often hear uh, the angel telling him he can never go back to heaven because he, like, broke the rules and went back to Earth. And... You can hear her throughout the film saying that and you can see him get really stressed out whenever he loses it because he understands that it's attached to his being on Earth. And so I suppose that is the point where IMDb factors it as him being a canine angel. I never thought that he was an angel in heaven, I mean on Earth, because it didn't really give that vibe. It just gave, well, for somehow that's connected to his livelihood, I get it, but... I just, I didn't understand, I didn't really assume that he was an angel. But I guess it just depends on what you sort of see as an angel. But I just thought that was kind of an interesting detail that for some reason I didn't really grasp. I, I got the concept of what was going on and that being, the clock being in an attachment to his being able to be on her. But I didn't really define him as an angel in a way. So, interesting there. Something that I wanted to talk about as sort of like a theme or topic of discussion about the film is that um, I feel like animation has so often been boxed into the kids only audience. Not that anything is wrong with kids as a target market, but that places limitations on that specific industry. And I think that All Dogs Go to Heaven, uh, um, although there are other films that I think tackle this, maybe not in such a, a harsh way, but I feel like the world is harsh and it's still somewhat sugar-coated in the film because it feels like reading in between the lines or you get it right away when you're an adult. But I feel like films like, for example, Zootopia definitely goes into very complex situations, but it still feels very kid-friendly and fun, but it's really heavy material. 
behind all the color and animation. And I feel like All Dogs Go to Heaven, since it obviously came out years before Utopia, and I'm sure there are tons of other animated films that do this at some point, and with the intention of having a, a kid's audience, not like uh, animation for an adult audience, <laughs> like sometimes Shrek can be perceived as, that's a whole other story. But I just feel like I felt immediately that this film was a lot darker than I had remembered as a kid when Charlie was getting shot out when he was like breaking out of prison and I was like, well, wait, they're shooting him? And then the other major second that that really hit me and I saw it take a turn was when Carface pushed a car so that it could hit Charlie and he was very plain about wanting to kill him and then you see things like gambling and you see greed and alcohol and them getting drunk and just like Charlie being not a great dog. I feel like films like All Dogs Go to Heaven approach this concept of large scope and complex issues with a colorful visual music, which there was a lot of music, good music, and it's all adapted or built into this fictionalized world. Uh, there was discussion of, like I said, getting drunk, gambling, murder, exploitation, uh, hunger, abandonment, moral values, self-reflection, kidnapping, and again, greed. So I just feel like these are, this is something that should be discussed and I feel like we should totally stop putting limitations on animation. And I think that we've, that that's been something that has started to happen a lot. But I do feel like sometimes even adults, maybe adults more than kids, because I didn't really realize all this was going on in the film. I just knew that I liked it. And I'm sure a lot of other kids, maybe even you, the listener, enjoyed this film. And when you watch it again, you're kind of like, whoa. But not in a bad way. When I watched it again, I was like, whoa, this is dark. This is taking a turn. But I understand why they're tackling this. And the way that they're doing it definitely is educational and interesting and different. And I feel like sometimes adults or parents will just assume right off the bat, oh, it's animation. I can take my kid to go see that without doing any real research behind it. And I don't know. I just want to say that I do not believe that animation is just for kids. And I don't think it ever should just be for kids. I think animation can be a style in any other way. And we've seen that and other countries do tackle forms of animation. Um, and it's been for adults for forever. I just think maybe it's an American thing. Maybe where it's sometimes they really want to push that envelope and I think we've tried to break out of that. I feel like I don't know that this was like a common thing. I think this was probably um, very breaking the norm. Like, and I wonder if anybody can comment, was this like a big deal when it came out? Okay, so moving on. Charlie's journey to discovering a new way to live after being murdered and coming back, um, I think really starts when he starts showing signs of like a, an, a concerned parent or an, a concerned older sibling to Anne-Marie. So basically there's like a whole montage of Charlie and his best friend Itchy who they're taking care of Anne-Marie but they're also using her. They're putting bets and they're having her talk to animals and they're promising her that they're going to spend that money to help the poor, just like the story that they told her one time before tucking her in the bed. And just the fact that they steal from humans to make bets and then they make money. And anyway, I think eventually Amory does figure out what Charlie has been doing. She's very upset about it. She goes back and she returns a wallet to the few, the two adults that they had met in the beginning of the film. 
and they were really nice to her and they find out she's an orphan and Charlie convinces her to leave and it's a whole thing. They they fall into like this hole in this abandoned building and they're pushed down this water. They meet this alligator that was going to hit kill Charlie, but then he didn't because Charlie had a great voice, which is very like a musical sort of animation thing to happen, but I'm totally glad that they didn't die there. Well, kinda. Um, and anyway, Emery is showing signs of getting a cold and Charlie's really worried and not just because he won't be able to use her if she's sick or, or something happens, but because he genuinely seems concerned for once and just things that only someone who starts to care about someone would actually genuinely care about, right? And, or if they already had a lot of really good morals, which Charlie didn't. So you can see him changing and he's sort of relearning that maybe he does have regrets. Maybe he wasn't a good dog, like they say. Um, this is what his life possibly could have been. And Itchy sort of followed Charlie's lead for a lot of the, the film. And then towards the end, he did get mad at him because he felt like he was being discarded and Anne-Marie was the only one who mattered and he didn't understand why Charlie was changing, even though he didn't realize it. But I sort of feel that Itchy is a sort of reflection to Charlie in some cases and sort of that consciousness later on Although they're they're both they're both not great at the beginning, but Itchy seems to be a lot less crazy. <laughs> and then um, ultimately, once we get through all the music and all the the things going on, Anne Marie gets saved by Charlie when Carface tries to kill him and take Anne Marie Mowa. And Carface goes to heaven and then because he dies, and Charlie dies again saving Marie and Marie and trying to fight for her and she and all the dogs ran together to try to get the two adults at that address um, where she returned that wallet to go back and find her and they try to help Charlie and Emery and they end up helping her she gets the medical attention she needs and you know Charlie dies and then there's like this scene where Itchy and Anne-Marie are together. Anne-Marie is sleeping and Itchy's on the top of her cover like a cute little dog would do. And clearly it's like, you know, they no longer have Charlie. They realize that and they have each other and Itchy's asleep and so is Anne-Marie. And then Charlie's sort of angel-like being comes in. And this time he actually looks like an angel because he looks sort of translucent. Um, you can see through him. And then he looks, you know, he's looks like himself but he comes in on this sort of reddish dark essence which means he's probably in hell but he wanted to say goodbye one last time to Anne-Marie but then you see like this little light twinkle coming in and blasting away that red dark energy and it encapsulates Charlie and it tells Charlie like go on go on say goodbye you're, they've decided that I suppose that he has done enough good that now he can definitely go back to heaven, but he must stay this time. And it does sort of give him this redemption arc that in a way I do think he, he does deserve, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. He, he saved someone's life and I do think he reflected, but he tells Anne-Marie goodbye and because she had started to sleepily wake up. And then she falls back to sleep, and um, for that, she says she loves him, and um, Charlie tells her to look after Itchy. And then he's right back to heaven. But apparently, even Carface is in heaven, even though he's a murderer, because all dogs go to heaven. I don't know. I don't know. What's up with that? Okay, anyway, Carface, like, this is like the end credits. Carface goes, like, back to Earth, just like uh, Charlie tried to do, and that's like a cute little joke. But Charlie has to actually stay in heaven this time, and 
that's basically the sum of the film but it's definitely a lot more intense and a lot sadder when you're watching it versus what I'm detailing and describing it to you. Don't really have any like favorite scenes just because I feel like the scenes that stood out to me were scenes where I was like oh this got really dark and I kind of already talked about that or scenes that I thought were really uh, cute or sweet but I feel like I've talked about some of those and those are in so many places throughout the film that I don't really want to get into too much detail about it. Uh, I do think the film had great pacing. Something I wanted to know is that I feel like the voice actor changed for Anne-Marie when she was speaking versus when she was singing. It's a little note that I'm pretty sure is accurate. I would have to go look up an article, but I don't think it was the same voice actress because the voices just sounded distinctively different. And so if anyone has any notes on that or an article, that would be great. But I just something I kind of noticed. And I will go into my quote segment now. Okay. Whippet Angel. All dogs go to heaven because, unlike people, dogs are naturally good and loyal and kind. Anne-Marie. Charlie, will you help me find a mom and dad? Charlie. Kid, I'll help you find the lost city of Atlantis. Just please, please go to sleep. Charlie, what a selfish, hopeless, callous heel of a cat I've been, blind to the needs of society's lowly unloved. Anne-Marie, Charlie, will I ever see you again? Charlie, sure you will, kid. You know, goodbyes aren't forever. Anne-Marie, then goodbye, Charlie, I love you. Charlie, yep, I love you too. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Charlie, you gave your life for her. Come home.